welcome to the Black Women's World Podcast. Welcome to Black Women's World, where Black women vibe and thrive together. And if you ain't a Black woman, you'll get to know at least one. Because this Black Women's World, my Black Woman's World, is whatever I say it is, simply because I am. So welcome, Sister Nistas and Sister Nista lovers. We're here for you. Much love and peace. Well, hey, y'all. It's Tracy Mack. Listen, first of all, I want to thank you all who enjoy my be gratitudes because everybody don't like them. Matter of fact, somebody told me the other day, they said it in jest, but you know, you got to watch people when they act like they joking, but you know, they really mean it. And they said, you know, you be, that'd be a whole lot of reading. Don't nobody want to read all that. You know what? I was like, whatever. And when it, you know, gratitude, you be doing, you be doing the most, you be doing the most. And I was like, you know what, Suge, when it comes to gratitude, I am the perfect person to be on team too much. Because, you know, as good as God has been to me, I'm like, put me in, coach, and make me the MVP. But anyway, <laughs> you know, so you, you got to watch people when they try to throw their shade, you know. And you just got to, you know, let them sit under that tree by themselves. But anyway, last week was a very different week. It was different for so many reasons. And uh, and then Owen and I spent all week uh, apart because we had uh, we were traveling for separ uh, separately for different reasons. Some ministry related for me, uh, personal, and then uh, business for him. And so it was a, a lot going on last week. But also last week, and I was sharing this story with uh, a friend of mine. And uh, you know, you got you got friends that 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 bring different things to your life. And so this friend always got a cuss sitting right here. I mean, <laughs> ready to go and got fire in that fist, ready to fight. And so uh, I was sharing this story with them that I had um, gone to the pool one day. And uh, <laughs> I was so excited because I had one of the best swims. Let me tell you, I had I, I, I was swimming and I swam the best swim I ever swamped. <laughs> swamped ain't a word, but uh, I'm gonna make it one today. I swam the best swim I had ever swamped, and when it came time for me to get out of the pool, I was almost skipping. You know, I was just so so glad, and I was like, mm, you know, so excited. But when I got out and uh, I, I went and I sat in a whirlpool for a few minutes, you know, I'm just feeling myself, you know, and also uh, getting the muscles together because I was sore. And the whirlpool was doing its job. And then I got out and I went in the um, locker room. And, and, and when I go back in and I look for a shower stall, I always look for a dry stall because I get there early enough that all the showers have not been used yet. So I always look for a dry stall. And my favorite dry stall, when I say dry stall, it means I don't see any water beads around the faucet or and the floor is dry. I want to be the first one. But anyway, uh, I got my favorite dry stall and um, I was just kind of bopping, just excited. And then over the intercom, you know, they got the soft, well, it's not soft music, but it's, it's playing softly much lower than I play my stuff but the music was playing and and the BG's uh song and I had been listening uh to songs about love all week because that's just where I am and, and where I try to live but you know just songs about love old school new school whatever and wouldn't you know it over the um uh intercom it was the BG's your love how deep is your love and I was like mm, but I had the PJ Morton Yebba Smith version in my head I believe in you 
You are the door to my vet. Boy, I can't sing it like her, but anyway. So the Bee Gees was, was going, and then all of a sudden, you know, when you when I'm in that vulnerable place, you're very keen. Your senses are very keen because you're vulnerable, and there's other people. You hear movement. You may hear blow dryer, the toilet flush, some really low conversation. You may hear, good morning, good morning, how are you? Good morning. You hear the door open and close, and, you know, so you're just being sensitive. You know, your, your senses are a little heightened, at least mine are. And so I'm listening, you know, and you can hear, and I got the music going, and all of a sudden I hear this loud laughter. And I mean, this wah, 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 you know, that laughter, and you know, and you know, you hear somebody clapping, that kind of laughing. And you know it was us, black folks, you know it was us. And they were, and, and I know, you know, when you, when, when they're laughing and you laughing and you don't know what they're laughing at, but you know what it feels, you know what they're feeling to laugh like that. And I was like, oh my God, whatever it is. Cause first thing this morning and it I knew it was two black women. And so in the process of them laughing and, 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 and you could hear a little bit of the conversation and one of them had a very strong Nigerian accent. And um, I know Nigerian accents. I got a few Nigerian uh, friends and I love Nigerian movies. Not only that, you could hear the pigeon in there a little bit. And, you know, when they talking, they'd be, ah, 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 you know, <laughs> and then the sucking of the teeth, you know how they do. <laughs> and then I heard words like wahala, wahala. And then in between, it was some quiet and the, you could tell it was a story being told, at least an experience being told. And so, and then I heard, calm down now. And so I'm like, whatever. Then the other person uh, who was doing most of the listening, I could hear her speak just a little bit. And she had an accent. I couldn't tell if it was Jamaican or uh, from one of the 50, some odd, 54 African countries or whatever. But it, her accent had also been hijacked by Brooklyn. <laughs> so, you know, you're just hearing you picking up the nuances. But they were laughing. I mean, gut-busting laughing. So by the time I got my, I had rinsed off and everything and got my clothes on and when I went out I saw them and they were in that that laughter where one of them had took off trotting you know how you, you be laughing so hard at least I know you laughing with somebody you slapping each other on the back you know gently or and one of them had taken off running I said man I know what that feels like and I was just kind of you know smiling and then here's a lady standing at the sink and another lady comes around the corner and the lady says, I need to know what y'all are laughing about. What's so funny this morning? And because they were still in the mix of their laugh, they kind of like ignored her and they were still laughing. And the other one said to that one, she said, uh, me too. I mean, I need to know what's so funny. And these two black ladies were still cracking up. And I mind you, I'm over there and I got my swimsuit in the spinner and I'm looking at them and, you know, and I'm, I'm chuckling because it's funny, <laughs> you know. And when they began to calm their laughs, and one of them was laughing so hard, she was crying. I mean, tears were just pouring. And I'm like, I know what that feels like. And I was just happy because I understand. I mean, when you get a black woman this day and time or any time who can still laugh, do you know what, where we pull a laugh from out of our bellies and it's to the point where we got tears and we running and slapping and laughing and, you know, and so these two other women were so persistent. We need to know what you're laughing at. Now they have banded together. And so as the two uh, black ladies, uh, one, like I said, was Nigerian, and I don't know where the other one's from, but as the two women who look like me uh, began to calm their laughter down, and she said, oh, I was just telling her a story. And they said, we want to know what it is. And I'm thinking to myself, they ain't got to tell you nothing. <laughs> 
But she said, oh, I was telling her my brother died. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and the, one of the ladies who was inquiring said, um, well, that's not anything to laugh about. And boy, the tables turned. That Nigerian lady said, I can laugh. She said, that's how I'm processing my grief. And she was saying it with her accent. And I was like, you go, sister. She said, that's how I'm processing my grief. My brother meant everything to me. And that's how I'm getting through it. And he was so funny. And so she was saying words to the other lady, Wahala. And I know in in uh, the Nigerian language, Wahala means crazy. She was saying, I was telling her how crazy my brother was and telling her a story. And these two other ladies were still, well, that's not anything to laugh about. And I... And the lady who had the, the lady who looked like me, who had the uh, accent that had been hijacked by Brooklyn, she said, well, I'm sorry. And I, then here I go, interjecting. It ain't my business, but I'm, no, 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 no. Don't you ever apologize for laughing. Don't you ever apologize for how y'all processing grief. So now I'm in the business too. And it pissed me off a lot because these two other women who were not the same color as the Nigerian lady, the lady who had the accent hijacked from Brooklyn, or me, you entitled? You think somebody owes you to tell you what they laughing at? And baby, let me tell you, like I said, when a black woman laughs, the most disenfranchised human beings in this world, by the time we laugh, and if we choose to process grief by laughter, I'm gonna tell you, I don't know about your family, but I know my family, sometimes it's because we, you know, you only get together doing wedding and funerals for the most part. At a funeral, boy, you at that repast, somebody gonna do something silly and we're gonna be having a good time laughing. Because maybe that's how we process grief. So I was sharing this story with my friend. And like I said, she always got a cuss right here and got fire in her fist, always ready to fight and cuss somebody out. And you need somebody like that in your life. And she said, if I was there, I woulda, you shoulda. And I thought about it. Nah, if we're going to use should, then maybe you should have been there. Because on one hand, you have two black women just innocently laughing, processing grief, telling a funny story. You know, she said she was hurt that her brother died, but this is the way she chose to remember and share with her friend. And her friend was the one crying, laughing. And then you got two women who don't look like us demanding to tell what they're laughing about and then when they told them one of them said oh my god that's nothing to laugh about I me mean, she literally just held her her hand on her chest you know the clutching pearls how are you gonna tell somebody what should or should not be funny to them especially when you all in their story and i just thought about so many things and then on the other end my friend telling me what i should have would have could have said <laughs> and uh, you know and I think of sometimes just the day-to-day -day stuff we go through as black women. Somebody trying to tell you you shouldn't laugh. And then I'm saying, no, 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 no. Don't you ever apologize for laughter. Don't you ever apologize for how you choose to grieve. And then on the other hand, I got, on the other hand, I got my friend telling me what I should have said. And I'm thinking, y'all, that's, that's, that's what we have to deal with as black women. That's just one instance. Lasted about a good 15 minutes. And on a good note, by the time... Uh, my two uh, sisters <laughs> uh, had calmed their laughter down. They still were chuckling about it. Because, you know, if something real funny, you, you, somebody can distract you. But if it's real funny, you can go back right back to laughing. And so when I was getting ready to leave, uh, one of them said, she said, thank you so much. And that was for telling them not to apologize for laughing. I said, you're welcome. And she said, you have a good day. <laughs> 
And if you can't have a good one, don't you dare go messing it up anybody else's. And I said, look at you, Tabitha Brown. And we kind of chuckled about that. And she looked at me and she said, no, thank you. And that eye contact, you know, that we can do and that we have. And I was just, you know, just sharing that with you. Sometimes we hurt. Sometimes we process things different. But always have a way to have a pressure valve, you know, to let some things go. And then um, the friend I was telling you about who was telling me I should have said this, I should have said this, you know, she she was experiencing some things and she didn't want to have a hard conversation. And I'm like, you telling me what I should have said to them and you can't even have a hard conversation. And I, I told her, I said, your situation is like this. You know, you, you got this beautiful home. You know, this is just a, a, an analogy. I said, in this beautiful mowing faucet, one of those big gold kind that curve over and, and and you just touch it and the water flows and the water flows and every time somebody comes in your kitchen they tell you how beautiful that faucet is but what they don't know Suge is you got a leak underneath that sink and you've been using a bucket to catch it because your garbage disposal is broken and I know what that is uh, we had our garbage disposal break and it took a couple of days for the plumber to come and the water that dripped began to smell and I had to pour the water out and I thought about it. You got this beautiful faucet, but you don't want to have hard conversations. I try to have the conversation. It's never a right time. You don't want to go to workshops. <laughs> you can't do it during a Sunday morning service at your church. You, you don't really want to confide in certain people. You don't want to pay for it. You don't want to pay to go to a therapist or a counselor. You don't want to talk to a spiritual advisor. When do you have the hard conversations? Especially because the hard conversations is what's keeping you up at night. So where she should she's shooting on me <laughs> about what I should have said in the locker room because she would have cussed and, and, and did all, you know, the whatever. When the time or the place, I ain't trying to fight nobody. But, you know, you, you, you got to pick and choose your battles. And I felt like I did what, what I was supposed to do by, it, you know, encouraging them not to apologize. But then I got to deal with her telling me what I should, but then she got. So, you know, we all have to take our own temperature. You know, it's so much you can get out of this story I'm sharing with you, and I hope you get a, a lot. But I hope it's good for you because, you know, grieve the way you choose to grieve. Don't ever let anybody uh, crush your laughter. Laughter is a good medicine. I'm going to tell you right now, if it wasn't for laughter, sometimes I don't know if my mind would have been clothed rightly. <laughs> You know, we say we God woke us up this morning clothed in my right mind. If it wasn't for laughter, laughter has been some of the clothing that has been on this mind. And it keeps it beautiful, you know. And um, so I just, you know, wanted to share that story with you. And, um, you know, whatever you're going through, if, if, if laughter is your thing, never apologize. So many people are going through different ways of grieving, whether it be a literal death uh, I mean, a physical death, whether it be the death of a job, a relationship, a friendship, uh, a spouse, a divorce. Uh, those are different ways people grieve. And, and you get to grieve how you choose to grieve. Okay? But that's all I got. And um, I love y'all. I'm grateful. <laughs> Have a good one. Peace. An Amazon best-selling author with an ARC Book Club Incorporated five-star rating and your self-discovery companion. Tracy Mack is setting positive change ablaze with her three incredible books. Do you lead? What if there was a resource specifically designed to sharpen thought systems and optimize wisdom for the keen mind of our C-suite professionals, progressive leaders, and social change agents? Well, there is. Thought Systems, How Progressive Professionals Nurture Their Wisdom. 
Tracy Mack has brilliantly created a comprehensive collection of wisdom principles for those who lead, ultimately benefiting those who choose to follow. Your solution has arrived. If you are ready to live an amazing life of change with sustainable results and measurable success, get your copy of one or all three of these awesome books where fine books are sold today to start your journey. You've been listening to Black Women's World Podcast, the BWWP, brought to you in part by Tracy Mack Solutions for Life Institute Coaching and Training Services. No doubt you have enjoyed being in our world, and it doesn't have to stop here. Head on over to blackwomensworld.com. This is my personal invitation to you to stay connected with me on social media and more. I'd love to see you there, and I'm so grateful you came to be with me here. Invite someone else to join you in our kingdom next time so they can feel the vibe of our tribe of Sister Nistas and Sister Nista lovers too. Remember to be kind, be authentic, be generous, be excellent, be grateful, and while you're at it, go ahead and be extraordinary because that's just what Sister Nistas do on purpose through mission with passion and compassion. It's a black woman's world, baby, and you, my Sister Nista, are proof. I'm your self-discovery companion, your professional peacemaker, and your host, Tracy Mack. Wherever you are in the world, may you love and be loved by somebody. Peace.